This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite. Start getting. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Real World. And while I'm excited to have you guys joining me here again today, this will be the first time that you'll see me using props. I was really inspired by some of the outpouring of support for black people in the way that we're changing things. Um, For one, see this box here? Aunt Jemima will no longer be on stores, on shelf stores pretty soon. Um, the company behind it has decided that they would like to pull it because they think that it has portrayed racism in the past. I'm not going to argue that, right? But here's the but. As a person who has personally been a fan of the formula for which they mix their pancakes, I'm a little blown. So when the box comes back and it's brand new... How do I know that they put in the same stuff in the box? I hope they put the same stuff in the box. But like if I'm being completely honest and here's where people are going to kill me. Everyone probably has like a woman in their family who you might refer to as Big Mama, um, Granny, Great Granny, something who wears the house dress, who sort of resembles what that old character uh kind of was and not that that's okay but I think because of something like that I personally never saw racism in this kind of branding especially once they went to the lady who you know the nice hair smile on her face I never saw that and I guess it's one of the weird things when you try to look at kind of frankly what institutionalized racism looks like You can't see this if you're hearing an episode, but it looks like the woman on the box. We've been conditioned so long to think that everything is okay with it and right. And frankly, it's been staring at our face a long time that it's wrong. Now, for argument's sake, I want a bottle bottle of Bisquick. I hope you heard me throw that shit because I don't want it. I think they make terrible pancakes. It's way too thick. I don't want to eat a biscuit. I want a pancake. So, um, as I'm trying to go through my personal growth, I'd like to find a brand that does the same thing for me that these do. Um, I grew up on it. I like it. Add a little vanilla and some cinnamon, and I think I'll get things going pretty well. (laughs) Uh, The truth is, though, um, I think that it is a good step that people are recognizing how we're portrayed in the media and specifically when that comes to black people how those things have a huge impact if i'm being totally honest we're generally portrayed as either being lazy or criminal or subservient to other people and if maybe there are more positive images of black people maybe the implicit bias that we've now come to recognize as a thing won't be a thing going forward I know it's slow moving. It's something that'll take some time. But truthfully, we got to do something. And if these small gestures are what kind of start it, I'm okay with that. Next topic. 
J. Cole was trending real heavy last week. I was hoping he was trending because he had an album coming out. Given the time frame that usually they're on every two years, you can expect to hear a J. Cole release. This year, I did not get that J. Cole release. COVID-19 popped. I'm waiting for Rihanna. I'm waiting for Kendrick. I'm waiting for Cole. And I'm waiting for Black. Six lakh, if that's what you want to call them, too. But because of COVID-19, we haven't heard any of those things. What we did hear, unfortunately, is a track that came out by J. Cole. A lot of Black Twitter, Black women Twitter, angry Twitter jumped on him because they thought that he was tone deaf to the times. Specifically because he was telling a black woman how they should speak to him. Now, here's the unpopular take for this. And for people that can see me and that are actually going to see the inflection in my face and the way that I say this. This is absolute bullshit. Just going to be honest. Here's why. If the person for which they are describing that he's talking about is a rapper, whether male or female, We know that rap is a competitive sport. If you say something to me in a manner that I don't like, I'm probably going to put it in a song. Here's my truth. Unfortunately, the way that music works, I can rap about things that I grew up experiencing, things that are currently going on in the world, or things that are probably happening to me. If I don't want to rap about, I don't know, uh, popping bottles and fucking bitches, excuse me, I'm using the rap terms because I don't describe women that way. But if that's what I'm rapping about and I can't do that or I want to get away from that, what do I do? I find microaggressions in any possible way that I can to help me influence the music that I listen to. Very real thing. How many times have you seen Jay-Z take a shot at somebody? I'm about a dollar. What the fuck is 50 cent? Dame made millions. Uh, Lior made millions. Beans to tell you the truth if he wasn't in his feelings. Like... We've seen rappers that we like do this a lot. I think that where it comes across really weird is because it's almost like J. Cole has been anointed the person that's frankly highbrow and above that. We look at him as being socially woke. Uh, He was in Ferguson when all of the stuff went down to actually see the protest and was there on the ground. And so we look at him as one of those people where we think that you can personally lead a movement. Now, the thing is. He admits that he's not a person to lead the movement. While he cares and he gives some time up, that doesn't mean that he knows exactly how powerful his voice could be. And if there's an issue that he can't speak on, he doesn't. So while we're quick to kill him, because in this society, we kill everybody for everything. I don't want to kill him. I don't have a problem with people having issues with the things that he said. I think that healthy dialogue is how each person becomes better. Frankly, I wish people would care enough to tell me about how terrible a take that I had on the pod would be half the time. Well, more times than not, they're just like, yo, it's great. That means that his fans care. Now, if you're doing it just because, again, we like to beat people up and that's what the Internet's become right now. Frankly, so what? Move on. Find something else to be unhappy about. We can pour all of that energy into Black Lives Matters. You want to be upset? Be mad at Trump. Vote. Go do one of those things. We can do anything other than tearing one of the people who are, frankly, for the most part, a pretty good guy and on our side. As a person who literally experienced what he did, I think my neighbors think I'm selling dope. Here's a backstory. I have a townhouse that was broken into, uh, I believe, in 2017. 
or maybe 28 yeah 2017 and it was the first break-in in our neighborhood it was a brand new neighborhood it had been built up and what happened was gentleman climbed up my balcony kicked in my back door i call the police they never find the guy but as a detective comes out he of course is investigating why my house was the house that was actually you know broken into as this happens he asked each one of my neighbors do you see weird people coming in and out of his house do you think he's a drug dealer do you think that he does illegal stuff now mind you most of my neighbors are you know they know me and so we have conversations i come across as a nice person i'm speak to everyone no one's ever reported seeing anything out of the ordinary the most you see is my friends that come in and out uh you know when i have random events or if i just want to have people over to record my podcast you don't see people in and out that i'm moving weight so with the uh, police doing their due diligence i was personally looked at as a drug dealer so from that perspective i can relate to j cole we've seen the video where the cops ran up in his house it was a rental they ran up in the house thinking that he was selling dope. So let's keep these things constructive. It's always okay to disagree. You do not have to like everything that your favorite artist does, but you can find probably better ways than, oh my God, he's killing all black women. He's not. He's not. I'm sure I've said something crazy before. I refuse to kill all black women. I was raised by black women. My mother's a black woman. My grandmother's a black woman. My aunt's a black woman. My great-grandmother is a black woman. My family is full of women. It's definitely like the hierarchy goes, the matriarchy, then the men. The men are either married in or dead or removed. We don't count. So even now with me trying to assert myself like, yo, I'm the man, they don't really listen to me because that's kind of how things are. So uh, as somebody who struggles to have people speak to you in a way that frankly works better for me to understand and does not put me off I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing I've constantly had a relationship with my parent where uh, I've never cursed around my mom she'll tell you that to this day my mom will curse me out if she feels like it now is that okay this isn't putting my mom out there um, because certainly she doesn't speak to me that way anymore but that was through tons of conversations and having my mom understand that the same way that I am valuing her and honoring her by not cursing at her, she could do that same thing to me. Now, if you heard that conversation go down, you're probably like, why are you talking to your mom like that? That's crazy, right? But it was very necessary for me to tell my mom where I stood. So um, I'm firmly with Cole on this one. Uh, I don't think that he did a bad thing. No name, whoever you are, I mean, salute to your rap career. I salute any kind of advocacy that you're doing. I think that stuff is dope. Stay with the social issues. But let's not just be woke for the sake of being woke. We don't have to kill everybody. We can disagree, but not, you know, cancel you. We got to get over this cancel thing. Next topic. Here's where I might sound kind of old. Um... I'm a little annoyed with running around and seeing people do this in the streets. You see me with my mask on, right? So what happens when I just start covering up my chin with my mask and I walk around with my ditty bop like I'm cool? 
Now, if you're hearing me through the podcast, you're probably thinking like I've seen a lot of people do that, too. And while I'm not necessarily upset with them, if we're supposed to go in stores and be in closed spaces or be around other people with your mask on, having your mask cover up your chin ain't a thing. I've seen black people do it, white people do it, Asian people do it, people walking their dogs, people with kids, whatever. Mike, you're supposed to be protecting yourself for you and me. It would be nice if we all felt that. So, I'm going to hope that me bringing light to that situation will allow other people to see the air in their ways. And if not, uh, we're probably going to be on quarantine again. (laughs) The way COVID-19 numbers are back on the rise again, it seems like it's only a matter of time where they're going to say, stay home. Bars are closed. Restaurants are closed again because you stupid idiots don't want to wear a mask. Help uh, like help me or help them help us. I don't want to be in the house all summer. My summer's already ruined. I don't have any trips planned. I don't. The only thing I'm doing is getting up every day, taking a shower, brushing my teeth and literally coming to my table to do some work. I don't want to keep doing that. Next topic. Last week, Donald Trump had a thing. Have you ever had a party where maybe the person that you wanted to come or the amount of people that you were looking for did not show up? How did that make you feel? Now, I've had a few parties in my lifetime, some really dope ones. I would have some that I consider kind of duds. And there's always this empty feeling that you get where you're like, man, what did I do wrong? You know, like I wanted this to be like the last one. You're chasing that high. That is Donald Trump right now because uh, the president of the United States wanted to have a rally after Juneteenth in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Sixty two hundred people showed up. You know what? Good for them. Absolutely good for them. I don't support them. There's nothing about it that I like. I think it's all trash. But I mean, hey, if you got sixty two hundred people when you thought that you were going to have hundreds of thousands Get that guy out of here. Vote in November. It's everybody. If you're hearing this, that's what I'd love for you to do. Now, here's my last statement. If this being a super black episode, I wanted to raise awareness on something that uh, was a little personal to me. As we celebrated Juneteenth last week, I had to think about the first time I'd actually heard of Juneteenth. I didn't hear about it growing up. Didn't hear about it while I was in school. Never heard about it in college. And I would have considered myself a pretty smart kid. I have a great memory. I tend to remember things. The first time that I remember actually hearing about Juneteenth being a thing was through the boondocks. Think about that for a second. This is like the mid 2000s. And I didn't know about it until then. Even now, when I have this uh, discussion with some of my friends and my like people that are of my peer group, we all say similar things. I don't remember that. What you talking about? I'm ashamed to admit when I remembered this stuff. And it got me thinking. So much of black history, whether good or bad, tends to be, frankly, whitewashed. And while that sounds like it could be a good thing, it's actually a very horrible thing. Mostly because it makes people comfortable with the past that we've done and we can't get better at something because we're literally doomed to repeat it because we won't acknowledge what we've done. Jesus wasn't a white man. He most certainly wasn't a white European man. 
being uh, white with blue eyes in the Middle East, yeah, okay. Think about that for a second. These are the images and why I wanted to kind of tie this all together with Aunt Jemima that, you know, frankly, we got to do better. We have to teach history, not just the history that we want people to know. Like a lot of times we see stuff where, and I'll be frank, black people have done amazing things all of our lives. Amazing. Black people did amazing things before me. We only hear about them if you really dive deep into the studies. We were told that George Washington was a great guy. Our first president. He didn't want to be president, but he got the position anyway. Here's a fun fact about George Washington. He owned a lot of slaves. And sure, you can say that's indicative to rich people at that time. But what he also did that was a little cruel. He certainly took their teeth and used them as his dentures. Now, the story that we were all told as kids is that George Washington had wooden dentures. Nope, not true. Took them from the slaves that he owned. So while we see these things that are brutalized and kind of swept under the rug because it gives a narrative that people don't like, we have to stop doing that. So I'm not surprised that you're seeing all of these sort of monuments and statues currently coming down because they depict racist stuff. Like if it's a crazy thing, why are we like memorializing that? I think Abraham Lincoln did a great thing writing the Emancipation Proclamation. It's great. But him having a statue of like the slave that he's freeing right next to him, kind of demeaning. Like, come on. We can do better than that. We can certainly have just had him in his top hat like, yo, I'm, I'm that dude. And everybody would have been fine. But instead, we chose the, the image that we did. Now, why is that? I haven't yet. I don't have a real answer other than it perpetu- it perpetuates a certain stereotype that we're comfortable with. I don't want us to be comfortable with that going forward. So if we could do something better, we should do something better. Let's be better. The kids were right. They're tired of it. They don't have any more to give. They want a better world. So when thinking that, I want to thank you guys for, uh, I'd say, hanging out with me again. I'm getting more and more comfortable with this whole video thing. I got to have the hair right. My lineup ain't straight, so I almost wore a hat. But I appreciate you guys sticking with me another week. I say the same thing as I end every episode. Ball players on a rap. Rappers really do want a ball. I am Darrell of the Real World, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace.